Anju. According to Google and every fucking dictionary on the planet, <laughs> it's an adjective, which means unwarranted or inappropriate because excessive or disproportionate. An example of Anju in a correct sentence. This figure did not give rise to Anju concern. Another correct example of the use of Anju. The criticism of Harry Maguire has been undue. <laughs> Alex's uninformed slander toward me last week about my correct use of the word undue was also, in fact, undue. <laughs> <laughs> now, in an underfamily, we start today's ep by highlighting an injustice during last week's episode. <laughs> now, I hope. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> can't read my writing. <laughs> it was all going so going well. Let me start it again. Now, in and under family, we start today's ep by highlighting an injustice I'm sure you're all aware of that occurred during last week's episode. Alex challenged my integrity, but hopefully you know that here on the pod, we believe in second chances and we also believe in an accountability. So Alex... What do you have to say for yourself? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say something that I know you could never and just say, look, I was wrong. Okay. I was wrong and I think any criticism of me would not be undue in this circumstance. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Uh, thank you for admitting to your shortcoming there and, and validating me for actually being correct. Um, I, just, I just want you to know, mate, I forgive you, all right? In contrast to last week, I want to say this intro has not got me feeling relaxed. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Hit that sting, baby. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> All right, NBA, baby. Kick us off out. In-season tournament, done and dusted. Mate, it's over. It's over for another year. Its first instalment was was quite epic. Um, Lakers won. Lakers beat the Pacers in the inaugural in-season tournament final. And let's just say, to validate you some more, who did you call to win it, mate? I actually, I can't remember. Can you just, just remind me? It starts with LA and ends with Lakers. Lakers, baby. You heard it here first on the pod. Carmen Caruso is the Mystic Meg and he hey just he just gets it right. <laughs> yeah, fair play, you did uh, you called that. And I'll tell you what, it felt a little bit like that the NBA wanted that outcome. Because there was some very dubious officiating in that that game and the run to the final for the Lakers, it was a bit of a LeBron fest. Which, yeah, I don't know. It felt like they wanted him to win that and get that sort of crown alongside his other accomplishments. Yeah, you you did um, say it last week that it's the perfect story for the NBA for for the first cha- uh, in season championship to to go to LeBron. So yeah, yeah, you definitely think that there's something behind that. 
I don't know. I don't know if there's any substance to it. It just felt that way a little bit watching it. Like especially more in the the semi final. I don't know if that's what the the correct name for it was against the Pels. He was just dive in front of people and like get a charge called on the other person, and it just felt like the scene was set for him. So I don't know how much merit is on that, but he played very well in both games. So fair play. Well, and well, he played very well all. All tournament, really. He was given he did, the, yeah. the in-season tournament MVP, right? Uh, good question. Thank you for confirming that, because I had no idea who was the MVP. So I th- that's why you're here, mate. I think they did give it to him. I could be incorrect as well, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> when I when I watched the ceremony, they gave him the the MVP. But um, I mean, I'm not not going to question you this week. Mate, <laughs> I've seen how that's gone. So. Um, <laughs> If it is correct, though, which I think it is, do you think it's well-deserved? I, I do. I think he's been very solid this tournament, particularly these uh, knockout games. Yeah. I mean, the whole narrative around him, this finals, um, like this in-season tournament, has been how well he's playing, how much he looks up for it. So got to give him credit for that if he really wanted it that bad because it's probably not about the money at this stage no, is it, it can't it's, be. it's accolades um i'm sure he's got plenty of money but yeah in case you forgot the winner's got 500k each That's as in unreal. each player which is mental but also not that mental for them i would think like for some players, that's probably not even life changing. Yeah, like in no. comparison to what they already are. Definitely not life changing, but i think you you're like oh it's a nice little bonus as an incentive to play a little better cheeky little bonus even even pocket money even the losing team all got 200k each yeah that's wild. that's mental that is wild um but that's american business and sport for you isn't it so absolutely but yeah um first of all the important one Vegas court the last two games the semis in the final were played in vegas um We've had a good look at the court. What did you think? I was really, I saw that you put this on the agenda and I was hoping that you'd forget about it because I paid no attention to the court. It was just boring. Like, I, it it, could, I it was red and blue. Yeah, I couldn't tell you think, what colours it were. I think it was red with a blue strip through the middle and then the NBA logo. Um, I don't know. Like, it obviously looks like the NBA logo, but. It also looked like the Rockets court or something yeah, like right. that. So um, I expected bigger things. Um, You're not a fan of red as well, based on what you've said in I, previous episodes. I don't episodes. mind red. Like, it's just the fact that it was not that unique. Like, I wanted something really, like, that you go, wow, that is the final court. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the big boss that they've come to at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, little bit of an anticlimax for me, the court. Uh, and you probably thought it was grey and grey, so doesn't matter what you thought. No, I said, couldn't tell you <laughs> what colours were on the, were on display. But yeah, how successful was it, in your opinion, out of 10? S- the in-season tournament, that is. 750 out of 10. Wow, you've gone big. I love it. It's, yeah. I And I didn't expect it to be over so soon, um, but yeah. I kind of like that about it. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it takes away from that lull that sort of happens this point of the season. I feel like, like it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in between this time and and the All Star 
um, weekend, there's like a little bit of a lull because so many games have been yeah. played, but it just keeps that intensity there for me. So, yeah, big tick from me. Um, oh, I, I can't wait for it again next season, to be honest. Yeah, fair play. And I think I'm right there with you. I thought it brought a new level to the opening part of the season that you otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah. Um, the regular season does get a bit lost. Uh, players seem a bit disinterested until it gets crunch time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some players, that is. Um, but yeah, this did a great job of overriding that. So congrats to the NBA for, for this decision. I think it's been a resounding success. Yeah, 100%. Any changes for next year? Like we mentioned last week, just the name. Got to change the just name. Just the name, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any I can think of. Um I'd like it to have more, uh, like we've just spoken about, the financial element of the winnings and the prize, but I'd like it to have more bearing on maybe like the season. Like I know each game goes towards their record, but it would be nice for it to be like it means something else. Draft picks maybe, do you get a higher chance at getting a lottery pick? Mm. Um, or yeah, like does it if you win it, do you get a home court advantage in the finals if you make it? I don't know. Something with a bit more substance for the game and the NBA in general, rather than just financial um elements. You should get like a lifeline in a game where like one quarter of any game during the year you get to have Michael Jordan just come and play for you. <laughs> yeah. And there's a time machine. So it's like ninety-eight Michael Jordan. Imagine that. You just you're like down ten points in the last quarter. It's like, yeah, MJ card comes in, wins the game for you. <laughs> you get to bring Adam Silver on as a sixth man. Like you can have six players for like one quarter. But one of them is Adam Silver. <laughs> Uh, any game any game for the rest of the year you can have one quarter where you bring on an extra man but it's got to be Adam Silver look if he doesn't add anything like to the offense he definitely adds a distraction people will be grabbing his head thinking it's the ball (laughs) you can play like decoy plays through him (laughs) genuinely though do you think that would be an advantage or a disadvantage to have a sixth man but there's someone who's Probably not really a high-level basketballer. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That is I a think. great question. I would love for the NBA to throw that in next year. Or let's say it's you. Do you think you would be a benefit to a team as a sixth man? Absolutely. Like you come on the court, they go. You come on out. Absolutely. I'm just yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be free. No one's marking me. And you, I, I'd like to think I'd get maybe three shots, and I'd, I'd hit the I'd hit the rim once, and hopefully someone's reading the offensive board and tips it in. That's what I offer. You'd get them into foul trouble quick though, and you'd jump in front of people for charges. What's the charge? Ah, <laughs> oh, no, that would yeah, that would be fun. That's a that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, One we probably let's, won't let's ever find out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah, let us know what you think in our mailbag. Um, <laughs> would Carmen be an asset as a sixth person on the court for a team? Or would he hinder them? I'm leaning towards hindering them. Um, uh, but another another part of the in-season tournament that was a success is we've got to see um, the rising star that is Tyrese Halliburton um, starting guard for point guard for the Indiana Pacers. 
And I feel like this was a real coming of age moment where you went, wow, this kid's elite. Like yeah. he is going to be um, the poster boy of the NBA in the years to come. Yeah. Um, so that was lovely watching his, like, I don't know, what's it called? Like a like, meteoric in movies. Yeah, like a, um, is it a villain arc, but the opposite? Character arc. Character arc. Yeah, we'll go with that. Arc. But yes, seeing him... Um, just develop in the last few games especially was really good yeah i agree i did i got a screenshot of some of his stats because i was doing my usual good bit of investigative journalism um so in the last three games i believe this is him this is from my sources he averaged 24 points six boards 13 assists and one turnover and for the two games before the final he didn't have a turnover, but had 28 assists. Yeah, that's crazy. That is that is unbelievable numbers. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Like, that is elite. Um, and he also had his first career triple-double in one of the final games. Yeah. Which, what a time to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. He is a genuine star. Um, as like, so weird. Like, they've talked about it a bit, is how much of a win that that trade has been for both teams. Yeah. Halliburton going yeah. from the Kings to, to the Pacers. Like, so Pacers yeah. got Halliburton and then... I was going to say, let our listeners know, in case they didn't know, who um, was involved in the trade. Yes. It was about a year and a half ago now yeah. or two years So they, they took Halliburton in the top 10, I think, didn't they, the, the Kings? I can't remember the exact spot, but yeah, he would probably have been, yeah, top 10. But yeah, Pacers... They always wanted him. Like they were like, he, you know, he's our boy. We're gonna do our best to get him. They couldn't get him in the draft, but um, yeah, they a very shrewd trade they did where they um sent Demantis Sabonis over to to the Kings to get Tyrese. Yeah, and there was a few other players involved. But I mean, if you look at that, how well Tyrese has done coming into the paces to start, where he was sort of like a second fiddle player at the Kings. Um, yeah. And then for Demantis to go the other way and be like their best player, most consistent player, definitely the last couple seasons. Yeah, it's just yeah. been so good for both teams. Got got the players they both needed, and both teams now are much better for it. Absolutely, yeah, win win for both teams, which is I feel like that's quite rare for a trade. Hundred um, percent. But I didn't think at the time, I'm going to be honest, I was pretty sceptical of, of how much Pacers were getting in return for Sabonis. I didn't see that much in Halliburton um, from the time he was at Kings. For sure. So, um, yeah, they obviously did their work and they knew more than I did, um, which is no surprise because I don't know much. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he didn't set the world alight at Kings. He was obviously second fiddle, as you said, to, to De'Aaron Fox and then... Pacers just saw it and went, we're going for mm. him. And they got Buddy Heald as well. That's right. Um, who's an elite three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good on him, Halliburton. And it was great to see his rise in the last few games. And I'm excited to see that what more he has, like the next levels he has to get. I just love the way um, he, I love the way he attacks the game. I don't know if I've seen a point guard play the way he plays, where yeah. his ability to drive, but also pick out a pass like yeah. defense constantly has to be on their toes yeah absolutely he's one of those players who effortlessly puts up tennis yeah. 
like that's a quiet game for him getting ten assists. That's just his standard, um, and that's very impressive because there's lots of players who don't even average four assists who are point guards. Yeah, so. I just love he's not afraid to to make passes that other players are like. Yeah, his ability to read the play and know, um, and this is probably his biggest asset is his decision making. Yeah. For him to go, no, this one I need to shoot or like. I need to do the pick and roll and yeah, pick and pop with Miles Turner or whoever it is and just makes the right play nine times out of 10. Which is incredible for a player and I think he's only in his third year. Like the maturity yeah. is is unreal. So yeah, he's, he's going to be an, I think, a Hall of Famer type operator and I'm just excited to watch him grow because yeah, if he's doing this Absolutely. now, he's yeah. Yeah, he's going to be unreal. Should be a starter in the All-Star game this year, you'd think, Absolutely. the way he's playing. Um, so, yeah, great to see. On your Tyrese. Yeah, good effort. Um, moving away from the in-season tournament now, I I didn't put it on the agenda, but I was wondering if you saw it. There was, uh, I think the Suns recently played the Warriors and Steve Kerr complained about the, <laughs> yeah. the club-like atmosphere of the Suns arena. They were saying it's like it's too loud and it just sounds like a Miami Beach, South Beach um, uh, club like nightclub, dance club. And uh, I thought it was so funny because the Suns, they must have read into it and it's great uh, shithousery from there. And they got the DJ out onto the middle of the court for it must have been like half time. And he remixed Steve Kerr <laughs> saying that it sounds like a club and just put it into this sick, like, filthy dance track. It was fucking brilliant. Did you yeah, see that? I, I did see that. I thought it was quality. Oh. I'll try and uh, I'll try and slip it in the pod here so everyone can hear it because, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's so oh. great. And that great bands. Love great, that. Yeah. What a response. What a response. Again, we, we've spoken about it a few times, like, creating rivalries and stuff because it's a bit of a... Um, a tame league at times with that stuff, but that only adds to these rivalries and little games within games. So I love that. I'm excited to see them play again. Hundred percent. I want to see more of that in like the yeah. AFL. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Um, but yeah, that was funny. That's something that caught my eye. And another thing that's caught my eye. Uh, you've probably he's gone under the radar a bit, and he's not a player that I'm a huge fan of in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought I'd give him his flowers here because Julius Randle has been playing amazing basketball yeah, for sure. Knicks recently. Um, Knicks haven't been too bad themselves, but he's really stepped out of his like slump. I feel like he was he won the Most Improved Player a couple of seasons ago, and then has dipped off and sort of been a bit average. He has breakout games every now and again, but he's very much like inconsistent. But recently, he's been absolutely terrific, to be fair to him. Um, In the last, I think, 15 games, he's averaging 24 points, 9 boards, 5 assists. And the assist is a big one because that's something he's added to his game. Um, And he's taking about 18 shots a game, shooting about 50% from the field, which is elite. That's elite, yeah. Yeah, 75% free throws, 35% from three, so... Yeah, good on him because it's good to see players who probably have more potential than the way they're playing finally sort of breaking out from that. And a bit of the Harry Maguire of the NBA. We spoke about Harry last week, um, which we'll go back to in the EPL. But yeah, he feels like one of those players who people love to hate. So um, shout out to Randall. He's playing some great basketball at the minute. Yeah, fair play. Well said. I agree. 
Um, anything to add from your end on the NBA? Nah, just uh, good to, again, in-season tournament, remarkable. It was so much fun to watch. So we get stuck into regular season for a while now. Um, yeah. And let's just, let's hope the Nets can find a way to come back because they have been pretty average. Yeah, yeah, but inconsistent. Um, do you think they'll find their groove anytime soon? I I keep thinking that, and it's yeah. We like get into patches where we're, you know, winning four or five in a row, and then we just lose four or five in a row. It's just, it's very hard to watch. Yeah, fair. It's very hard to be a fan, but um, we play exciting basketball. So I'm just hoping that yeah, more of that will turn into wins. Let's see. Well, Simmons being out is probably a factor to that because he was playing some some good basketball earlier in the year and he's now back injured. Uh, he's got a, a back problem. I don't know what the crack is with that bloke. They were saying that you know he's completely recovered and he's good to go, and then oh really? He gets injured and uh, the coaching staff play it off and say it's nothing serious, but he hasn't yeah. played the last twelve games. Like that yeah, seems right. like pretty serious. So I it, I yeah. I don't know what to think about this whole Ben Simmons thing. There's just, it, it is so, the narrative is so inconsistent. It's frustrating. It's it's hard to um, get around him, isn't it? Because it always feels like there's something, um, even if it's his own mental health, sort of getting in the way of him performing. And yeah, you just want to see him out there and playing well, which I'm sure he wants to be out there. And yeah, playing well, absolutely. So. And that's what frustrates me because he is a seriously talented player. Um, yeah. And he's fun to watch. So, yeah, I hope he can sort it out and get back there because, yeah, he's definitely important for the Nets and I think he's important to the league as well. When he's on fire, he's, you know, an all-star caliber player. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. Um, Well, that's it for NBA this week and we'll bring you plenty more regular season action next week. In this building, you can't hear anything because it's like a club. It's like a, it's like a South Beach club. It's just it's thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. You beauty. Let's get into Croatian word of the week. <laughs> Is it German, Croatian <laughs> word of the week? The Deutsch. The <laughs> um, Germans. All right. Croatian word of the week. Um, last week, it was a little bit of an attack at you, wasn't it, that word? I'm sorry. Yeah, it did feel um, like there was some real substance behind that. I don't know if you just your, your stress coming out will forgive you for that week, but more upset with Lachlan, really. Yeah, shout out to Lockie. He... <laughs> How did he take it? Did you speak to him? I did. He 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 feels he feels bad that he upset you, but um, he stands, clearly not he, bad enough. He stands by what he said, and um, <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> I don't disagree. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> that feels undue. <laughs> Today's word. Anju, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jewish. Fuck, you don't even know what that means in English, mate. Um, <laughs> all right, today's word is umoran. 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 
Umaran. Um, it's got to be a nickname for Uma Thurman. <laughs> Is she Croatian? That would be a longer, a very long nickname. Her name Uma is Thurman. Uma, and we've added three syllables to it. Uh, Uma Ran. Yeah, but the full name, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, mate. Well, it's incorrect. Um, All right. Do you want me to put it in a sentence for you? Yeah, uh, you know it. You know it, mate. Every week. Umoran San Priateli. Umoran San Priateli. Just, just uh, really uh, zone in on the way I said it then. Priateli. Um, I'll tell you what would help, right? If you tell me what one of those other words mean that's in the sentence. Mate, it's Croatian word of the week, not Croatian words. Of the yeah, week. but that's what I mean. So we're focusing on umaran, but you can still tell me what <laughs> Priateli means. Priateli means uh, friend. Is it oh. just? I'll do it again. Is Umaran foe? Is it like friend or foe? That sentence. <laughs> what? You know, foe like baddie. Yeah, no, it's no, it's not. Let just listen to me again. Listen, listen um, closely to to what to how I'm saying it. I'm listening. Oh, Umaran son. Umaran son. I thought that was... I didn't realise that was actually part of the, the shtick yeah. that you yawned at the first right, that's time. That's why I said, listen I to thought, that I thought you it. were just tired. And look, um, la- last week was very much Alex-centred. This week, it is Carmen-centred, and specifically something I've felt the last couple of weeks. Knackered. Knackered, yeah, or, you know... Tired. What, yeah, tired. There you go, mate. Umaran is tired. Yeah, well, it's not Umaran. It's Umoran. Umoran. There you go. Oh, perfect. Tired. Perfect. Beautiful. Did I be proud? He would be. He would When's be. he back giving us more birds? I feel like we've not had a bird for a few weeks. It's getting a bit old. We've not had a bird for a few weeks, but that is because I thought we had too many birds. Um, but we can. We can get a bird back next week. And dare I say, did might have a little uh, guest appearance again on the pod. So. Oh, he's, he's due. He's not technically been on yet. He's only he's, been on via the phone. He's not due. He is Christian. <laughs> and it, <laughs> he's undue. It wouldn't, matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter either way, but just, just, be, just to let everyone know. Um, all right. Well, that was Croatian Word of the Week. Um, and we'll Ooh, see you next. We'll see you tired. next. We'll see you next week with P. Didde. I'm getting a bit Umaran of this segment. Hit <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Alright, Apple, EPL. Apple, EPL, whatever you want to call it, it was on this week. Um, there was some midweek action last week, which we won't recap all the games of. And there was more big action this week, and it's getting into that festive period, which if you're not familiar with the EPL, there is a lot of games in this period, which is sick to watch um, if you're a fan. But nice yeah, the man. big big ones from midweek, you had, let me just look back at the scores here. West Ham beat Tottenham last mm. week. Villa beat City 1-0, which was a second v third clash and got Unreal. Villa up to second. Unreal result. 
Man U absolute cruise control against Chelsea. Beat him 2-1. Who um, who scored again? Uh, McTominay. Got Fucking both, dude. He's your leading goal scorer. A central defensive midfielder. Have you ever seen McTominay and Pele in the same room? I haven't. Why, why are you saying that? There's speculation that it's the same person. <laughs> There is unconfirmed speculation that they are the same person. So um, until we get a picture of them side by side, I will believe every word of it. McTom Pillay. McTom Uh Everton beat Newcastle 3-0 as well, which was another big result. Mate, Everton um, have, have completely... Like, it doesn't didn't even matter that they lost 10 points because they just cruised straight out of the relegation zone and, like, three games yeah shout out to them they've been absolutely flying um this season and then the 10 point deductions not even broken their stride to be fair sean so. sean deitch is like bring it on give us another oh, 10 point deduction yeah, is like fucking another one <laughs> yeah line them up <laughs> um but yeah that was the midweek ones um and then this week ah uh, you missed you missed uh, another crucial midweek game mate what was that one? That Liverpool was beating Sheffield United. 2-0. Unbelievable result. <laughs> Jam. Um, but moving on to bigger and better things. This week, first game, early kickoff, Crystal Palace v Liverpool. What a game. Palace, no, Palace were absolutely on track for an easy win. I must say, I watched that game and it was looking cruise control for them until an unjust borderline undue decision <laughs> to send off Jordan Ayew for what was not two yellows. Um, incorrect. Which, which changed the game. And then it led to Liverpool scoring two goals fairly late on and winning 2-1 in what you can only describe as J-A-M, which spells what? Incorrect. We scored one goal before he was sent off, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Don't matter. <laughs> It was still a jam. I'm checking that as well. No, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure Salah's goal was... was he was... Uh, I was sent off in the 75th minute. Salah scored in the 76th minute, so... Oh, it was just after. That is right. undue, mate. Um, I corrected. But yeah, Liverpool, they got a scraped a jammy win, which no surprises there. Um, the other games, Wolves drew with Knott's Forest, won all... Nothing to say no, about that. Say that. Brighton, Burnley, one all. Brighton, I don't know. Fallen. They have, um, but that's a great point for Burnley on the road. Uh, Sheffield United beat Brentford 1-0, which is another great result, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. Brentford, one of the sides to beat. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth won 3-0. Villa won 1-0 against Arsenal. Mate, they are. They're, they're really uh, coming, aren't they? That is, yeah, coming hard, Villa. Um, so, yeah, great result for them. Luton v City was this morning, early this morning, late last night, whichever way you want to look at it. City beat him 2-1. Luton were up 1-0. Fucking hell. City scraped a result there and possibly shouldn't. I didn't watch the game, but, yeah, the, the wheels are definitely coming off for City. This is They're lovely to watch. In a bit of a slump, which is great. Great yeah. for Liverpool, especially. Um, Fulham beat West Ham 5-0. Holy smokers. What? That's unreal. Mate, why are West Ham so inconsistent? 
Yeah, West Ham, they're a bit of a Brighton. One good game, one bad game. Unreal. Um, Everton beat Chelsea 2-0. Again, Everton. absolute flying. Fair play to him. Deutsche boy, give him manager of the month. Um, yeah. Tottenham 4-1 against Newcastle. They're, yeah, they've, I don't know, they lost the last game, Tottenham, and then they beat Newcastle 4-1. So they lost 2-1 to West Ham, who West Ham then went and lost 5-0 to Fulham, and Tottenham went on to beat Newcastle 4-1. It's, so, it's quite a statement from Tottenham because they they needed a win. They were struggling, and to do that in a derby, fair play to them. It's all over the shop, isn't it? It is. Do that in a derby? Who's the derby? Isn't Tottenham so, Newcastle the derby? No. Oh. <laughs> what, what fucking derby is it, that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. All right. Well, well you heard it here first. It's, it's the, a derby it's, that we did know about. It's the in and under derby. <laughs> Tottenham, the, Newcastle. Fucking massive derby. game. <laughs> fucking hell. That is terrible from you. Um, is, is that all the games? That is all the games. Give us, the- give us a ladder, mate. Give us a ladder. So we've got Arsenal in second, <laughs> Villa in third, and City in fourth. Um, Go on, mate. Who's number one? And we've got the Scousers number one by one point. Liverpool. So, but I will say, all right, Liverpool, yeah, you can have props. You're top of the league for now. Um, but it's lovely to see the title race this open. Nah, you're like, right. Top four separated by four points. It's always nice to see a newcomer come into that top four to challenge, like Villa. I love yeah, that. I yeah. love when there's a team that shouldn't be in there that are there challenging. Emery, absolute masterclass this week. Because, yeah, yeah to go back to it, Villa beat who this week? Villa Arsenal. Well, they Arsenal, 1-0. Yeah. And then City, 1-0. So, um, absolute masterclass. Unreal. Um, Unai against his old team in Arsenal as well. Good evening, that's what he says in his press conferences. Good evening. Good evening. Um, but yeah, he's doing bits at Villa um, and they look a top, top side. Could they win it all? It's my question to you, Carmen. Could uh, they hold this form? Is it a bit of a Leicester? If, uh, if Liverpool spontaneously just fold as a club, uh, then they could. <laughs> but unfortunately for them, Liverpool will not. So they will come second, I reckon. Oh, yeah, spoken like a true unbiased fan. But um, it'd be good to see Aston Villa in the Champions League. They, I don't think it was, it's been a while since they've been in the Champions League. Yeah, fuck. Because they are a big club. Um, they're actually a big club in England, so it's kind of nice to see them back in the business. Um, but what else did I see? Villa flying, yeah, we spoke about that. Solanke, watched him play against Man U this week. Bloke is playing unreal. Um, your old boy used to be at Liverpool and yep. he's on, I think he scored 10 goals already this year in a struggling side in Bournemouth. Um, so just great. Yeah, he's looks like he's floating above the ground, as they say in, in AFL. Is that the, the term they use? Never heard that. Well, there's there's a term it's there for you. Definitely not in AFL. <laughs> he's running running on top of the ground. Is that it? I swear that's Nah, that's, that's Jesus, mate, when he walked on water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Solanke is balling. He's uh, just playing with full of confidence. Um, and yeah, good to see. Good to see the young man doing well. Will yeah. he get picked up by a top side? Yeah, I was just going to say, he's definitely putting his hand up to be poached because Bournemouth 
probably getting relegated. And do, you reckon, do you reckon Liverpool have a buyback clause? It'd be fucking very smart if they did, but I, um, I don't think so. Speaking of Bournemouth getting relegated, mate, they're 14th on 19 points, so they're, they're actually not not that likely to get relegated as it stands. Okay. Because the bottom three is Sheffield United on 8, Burnley yeah. on 8, Luton on 9. Fuck. And Everton creeping away from them on 13 with their, their big week. Um, well, so Bournemouth are quite safe. Yeah, so the title race probably more to play for than the, the relegation zone at the minute. Those three sides look fairly set as it mm, stands. Um, but obviously that will change as the league goes on. And going back to last week, let me take you back in the time machine. Do it, man. We were talking about old Hazza, Mr. Maguire. And the uh, Premier League must have been listening to this pod, mate, because, call me Mystic Mace, he won Player of the Month. He won he Player of the Month, that boy. And uh, don't say we didn't tell you. Uh, genuinely unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, the turnaround, again, we spoke about it. We hammered it home last week, so we don't need to go into it more. But what a turnaround. And rightfully so, one Player of the Month. Imagine winning Player of the Month as a central defender in a team that's getting fucking spanked as well. You must be... We don't need something. to focus on the team, mate. We're individual accolades on this pod. And he won player of the month. So that's all that matters for the boy. Nah, good on him. Happy I for think, the boy. Yeah, can you imagine his mindset? Like, he was pretty much sold, uh, but didn't want to go in the end, by all accounts, to, to uh, West Ham in the summer. Out of rotation, lost the captaincy. Just no one's fan. Battled. Like, no, battled nobody up. likes him. And then he's one player of the month. Battled undue criticism. Absolutely. And he did. I'll agree with you this nah, week. Nah, good on him. And I hope he's I hope he's reveling in, in, in what he's what he's achieved because He'd be a, pinching himself, wouldn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. It's pretty unreal. That's um, a that is a remarkable story. Like genuinely. Like good on him. I actually, get Spielberg on it. That's so, one for the <laughs> uh the movies in it. There'll be a doco about him one day. I, I hope he... Um, and maybe just... they'll feature our little segment last week. <laughs> I hope he continues to soar from this and I hope he goes to like a Real or something like that and just like, fuck you all, here I am. <laughs> Best player <laughs> in the world. I'll take it. If we can sell it for 80 million, <laughs> fucking have it. Um, but yeah, final thing, final thing for this week, mate. Your boy, I'll let you say it. You got the agenda in front of you. No, I don't. Who's my okay. boy? <laughs> Boy, Mo Salah. Ah, what a man! 150 Premier League goals the he got on King. the weekend. Uh, he, he did not. He did get him on the weekend. <laughs> uh, not in one game, but he reached that milestone with his goal against Crystal Palace, and it was also simultaneously 200 Liverpool goals. Mm. Mm. What a feat! He's been quite the player. Um, and I will yeah, also give him his flowers. Yeah, um, probably came in for undue criticism when they signed in, <laughs> you might say, because mm. he was potentially a flop when he was at Chelsea. Yeah. Ended up going... Did, did he go uh, to Roma? Went to Roma straight after Chelsea, yep. And then you went and purchased him, signed him again, and yeah, what many people would have probably criticised, and he's ended up being one of Liverpool's 
best ever sort of forwards. So Mate, fair one play of, to one him. of the Premier League's best forwards as well. Yeah, well, yeah, 150 Premier League goals, 200 Liverpool goals, um, and some of them are absolutely spectacular. He's just been such an iconic player as well. Like he's got that like cult following too. Like there's just there's the crusty not... the clown haircut. <laughs> yeah, there's not a player like him. Like uh, he's no. just. He seems like a really well balanced individual as well. Like, uh, yeah, no, I love him and he's been amazing for us. And I'm sad to probably see him go in the next couple of years. You reckon? Um, well, he's he's getting on. He's not. He's not young. He's look. He's still capable, but I I feel like you know he's not young. No, young plays for Everton. Um, <laughs> used to be United. Ashley Young. Um, don't know why he's coming into the conversation, but no, he's not. What would you accept for him if a Saudi club came in? Because they oh. came in in the summer. Was it 150 they offered? Yeah, it's quite a lot. Or I, speculatively, I'd, I'd well in today's market, you'd you'd think anything upward of 80 is reasonable. Yeah. Um, um, for, yeah. for a player of his caliber, um, look, yeah, it, I, I'm just preemptively sad because i don't want to see him go he's been one of my favorites so it's weird that it's hard to see him finishing at liverpool for some reason even though he should have every right to just see his time out um as a liverpool sort of legend um but i guess because he's foreign maybe because he's egyptian it seems like he'll go somewhere in the middle east or i just feel like it doesn't happen in 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 football like players unfortunately get to a point where they can't contribute as much as they did at the higher level but they still want to play and and earn a living and there's just so many leagues out there where they can offer you know yeah i suppose that's it there's so many different um levels yeah you can go and play at and if he has the hunger to play on then yeah he may want to do that i feel like that's the natural career arc for you know these top players in the world they end up you know going which is great because they go and help our other leagues which which you know profit from them being in there so yeah um but yeah shout out to Salah what a player he's been in his time in the Premier League and I wanted to end with you just on our transition out of this segment mm. if you could give us a rendition of his song Mo Salah Mo Salah he's running down the wing Mo Salah, Mo Salah, the Egyptian king. I've not heard that one. That's a good one. I was thinking that we've got Salah. (laughs) Well, that's not his song. That's that's incorporated all the other players into it. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for the opportunity there, man. No worries. Um, Yeah, I'm sure we can send that through to Salah, and he'll enjoy it. Beautiful. All right, let's move on out of here from the Apple. We're moving into what did you watch? Yes, we are. And uh, Alex, tell us. Again, we were trying to get everyone in the Christmas spirit last week with our song selection, our Mm -hmm. top five Christmas songs. And to carry that theme on, it's December and I've been watching some Christmas movies. 
Uh, I'm a big holiday fan of, of this time of year. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because I grew up and it's cold this time of year. It's got a real feeling of of warmth for me, mate. Not to get emotional on you. I won't that's, do that. That's really sweet. <laughs> I feel like crying. <laughs> but I'll tell you what wasn't sweet. And this movie, Candy Cane Lane, <laughs> is a movie, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Um, Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. It's just come out, I believe, this year. And yeah, right. it is not worth the watch. Stinker? It, stinker. Weird, rubbish. Um, and I like Eddie Murphy. Uh, so it was, yeah, a bit disappointing. But a lot of modern movies, modern Christmas movies are like that. I don't know if I'm just a an old, um, grumpy old man at this stage of my life. But yeah, the oldies are the best, the classics. Yeah. Yeah, look. Um, I've never really been a massive fan of Christmas movies, but I can't remember the last one of what, the last new newish movie based on Christmas that I've watched and enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's not great, but this one is it's just weird. It's got I don't know some actiony style to it, but like it's not an action film. It's no um, Die Hard. <laughs> No, it's not Die Hard. Uh, but this movie can die hard because it's not worth a watch. So I'm not selling it to anyone because it's rubbish. But go and watch it if you want to have a miserable Christmas experience. <laughs> Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy. Fair enough. Well, thanks for that. You've definitely put me off it. <laughs> yeah, that was my intention, to be fair. I don't want anyone to have to sit there. Because it's like two hours long as well, which is too long um, for an average movie. Yeah, fair enough. So. Do yourselves all a favour and just watch Elf. Well, that's the best Christmas movie out there. It will, yeah, it will get you ready for Christmas and it will just make you happy in general whenever you watch it. Doesn't matter what time of the year. Yeah, go watch Elf or The Grinch. Grinch is a good one. Um, but yeah, into AFL, which is a very small segment this week. So hit that thing. It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what. Get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Sting. Um, <laughs> yes, we're into the Affle. What, uh, nothing much has gone on. We obviously had the AFLW Grand Final last week, which which uh, um, means that there's currently nothing AFL-wise. So what, what are we yeah. going to talk about today, Macy Bui? Well, uh, hopefully the Brisbane AFLW players have recovered from any hangovers that they may have had uh, after last weekend's win. Mm-hmm. Another another success. Shout out to them. Um, but I did want to talk about, it's been out a few weeks now, they announced that there is going to be an opening round of AFL in which teams have buys. So it's like the week before the season actually starts. This is, which this is, is for the men's, yeah? Yeah, this yeah. is for the men's next year. Um I just think it's bizarre. I, did you see it? Like the the opening round that there's... Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly who... There's four games. Yeah, I can't remember exactly which games are played. But yeah, I just think it's like super bizarre. Why? Like why? Why are they doing it? Yeah, it's all on the East Coast, but not Victoria. So I guess it's an attempt to engage fans. And I think it's because the NRL is... I think they're doing an opening round in Vegas. Mm, okay. So I think they're trying to capitalize on those uh, teams not not playing and there being an open market for AFL in those cities. I mean, it's, I guess that's smart. 
which are usually dominated by NRL, which is rugby league. Um, so I guess it's a smart business decision, but weird that the first game of the season has three, six, eight, ten teams having a bye. Yeah. And look, if you're a traditionalist, you hate it because it's the first game traditionally is, is meant to be played at the G, usually yeah. between Richmond and Carlton, which has been the last few years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. as a traditionalist, you're not going to like that. But I'm not a traditionalist, so I like that they've broken that and I like yeah. that the first game is going to be played in an interstate is it in Sydney, the first game? Yeah, I think. Sydney v Melbourne yeah. on the Thursday. And then you've got Brisbane, Carlton on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday is Suns v Richmond or the Dimmer Derby. The Dimmer Derby. And then the big one, probably the best round of the weekend, Saturday night, Giants v Collingwood at mm. Giants Stadium, which oh. <laughs> be quite the atmosphere there. <laughs> Ripper games, though, those would be. So I don't, I'm not in disagreements with, with that. But, um, yeah, I love the fact that it's interstate. I think um, it takes a little bit of um, a little bit away from from the bias that is the AFL in regards yeah, to Victoria. The big bias, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a good step in the right direction there. Um, the only thing for me is just like it's such a tease. Like footy's back, but it's only four games. Like I just. Uh- at least it's four games over three days. Yeah, like true. it's not all on the one day like a big festival, um, which is nice. True, but yeah, that's that's the only criticism really for me is just like a footy's back. I'm excited. I, I want all the games to be on. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if there's any other news. There was. I saw Daisy Pierce has been named the AFLW coach for next yeah, season. Yeah, for that's e- cool. Was it Eagles? Yeah, for West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. great. That's amazing. I think she'll be an awesome coach. I hope that doesn't take away her opportunity to to, to be on the broadcast for the the AFL men's footy games, but I'm sure that that won't cancel each other out. Yeah, well, I was thinking, do you think she, she moves over there? Surely not full-time. Like, she'll just go for the bits of the season because it's only a short season. So you could probably get away with doing just a stint over yeah. in that side of the world. Look, I'm not in personal contact with Daisy Pierce, but um, you'd think that that would be the logical thing to do considering she's from Vic so and she's got a yeah. family. Yeah, um, young family. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's I, I'm, yeah, super stoked for her. That seems like a great opportunity and she's going to bring a wealth of knowledge to to the AFL Derby and to, you know, the West Coast Football Club. But, yeah, yeah I just hope that she can still do her broadcast duties because, yeah, I, I love having Daisy Pierce on the panel when games are on. Geelong will miss her as well. I know she was doing some coaching down there with the men's team. Geelong don't need any help. Like, fuck off, Geelong. All right. Well, do you know what I mean? They, they're good. They're, they're sorted. They're, they're not good. They were pretty shit last year, which was nice to see. Yeah, but, uh, but been, yeah. Anyway, other thing, Connor Rosie signed. Uh, he's been named Port Power's new captain, Zach Butler's oh, really? vice captain, yeah, and right. I think he signed a new contract of eight years. Yeah, I oh, I didn't know that that was made official, but I saw that they were announcing that that was going to happen. So is that official now? I believe so. It is on the AFL app as yeah. I'm looking. I can't see there you the. Go ins and outs of it but i believe he signed an eight-year contract extension which old kane corns he never likes those long extensions nah. and that's his team so um 
interested to hear his thoughts. He'll on change that. his tune, obviously, because it's Port. But um, I mean, that's sick for them wrapping wrapping up Connor's Rosie services for the extended future. Like he's yeah. he's an absolute. Does he does he strike you as captain material? Um, I don't know. Uh, he uh, yeah, I've never really heard him speak or anything. Um, so I don't know how he presents himself in that way. But if you look at his uh, ability on field, you know, as as a player, uh, you definitely as a as a player for Port, you're looking up to him the way he plays. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, the I way suppose, he, yeah, he's, he's yeah. I see what you're saying. Like he's a leader on the pitch. Yeah, um, the way he plays, the way he attacks the game. Like you know, you'd look up to him if you're a young player coming through. Um. It's it's interesting because he's very young. Um, yeah. Yep. But I don't know. Actually, they are a young team, Port. Now they've got. Yep. You know they've only got a few veterans there, so I think it's I think it's wise by them to give it to a young player. And <clears throat> yeah, Rosie's and and Butters as like vice captain. They're two of the most exciting players in the game, really. So I think that's pretty cool that they're you know in a leadership role together. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, shame Tumpers wasn't still on the list because I think he'd have been. A good candidate for that captaincy had he still been around the place. But Who? Old Jay Tumpus. Jay Tumpus. Rings a bell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry. Jay Tumpus is a genuine, genuine friend of the pod. Uh, so no slander there because we hope to get him on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay Tumpus should have been a Brownlow medalist. I'll say that here. <laughs> anyway, that's a good way to move on out of AFL. What do we? It. What do we got next? We've got um, song of the week. Song of the week. Um, what have you got for us today, Al? Well, I was, I was thinking you could take the first step this week, mate, because I feel like I'm always the one to go first, and uh, I wanted to give you your time in the the spotlight this week. All right, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Well, um, I've got a band from a, so I went local again last week, but now I'm back in America, in in LA, California. Um, Didn't you go Blink-182 last week, mate? I did, oh, the week before, sorry. Yeah. Are, you, are you based in San Diego? <laughs> the week before. Is that your sorry, local no, area? No, today's LA, California, yeah, so we're back in Cali, and it's not, it's not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, <laughs> it's a band called Cheek Face. Cheek Face. Yeah, and the song is called "We Need a Bigger Dumpster." <laughs> um, Cheek Face. Cheek Face are a really cool, like quirky indie, uh, indie rock pop band. Um, and this, yeah, the song is just so fun, very quirky. It's got like a spoken word type um, uh, melody to it, um, with a really interesting and fun chorus. So yeah. Yeah, give it a listen. It's been one of my favorite songs the last last year or so. Um, so what yeah. sort of genre are we talking? I know you said indie. Is it like a rock or oh, more I, poppy? Yeah, I believe I actually said indie rock pop. So it's it's all those things. It's mate, all if the you above. Listened, yeah, oh, I'm just trying listen. to get you to narrow it down a bit, yeah. mate. Oh, that's as as much as I can narrow it down. The best way would be for you just listen to it. Oh, so it'll that be is a way to suck us in. It'll it? be in the playlist. Give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Alex, what do you got for us, mate? Well, you've gone local to San Diego and I have gone 
bit more local to Australia, and nice. I'm going with a song that came out in, I believe it was 2020, and it is yep. by a, an artist called Housekey, Housekey. which is spelled H-A-U-S-K-E-Y. Like, Housekey. Housekey. Um, yeah, like, uh, imagine did I say in that one. Um, <laughs> Lost my housekey. <laughs> it lost me asking now um and the song is called slow nice. and it is a indie pop anthem it's one of those i feel like you can so immediately like, listen like, and t- sing along sorry just tell me like is it like can you elaborate more is it like indie or is it like pop or yeah um yes yeah, I, 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 I break your flow then Bit of tongue and cheek, aren't you, mate, with that? But uh, it is an indie pop anthem, as aforementioned, and (laughs) it is a sing-along track, and I will enjoy listening to this one when it is added to the playlist. Can you give Um, us a bit of a sing-along now? Just as a little teaser, mate. Come on. We've got salad. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you get from me, mate. Um, But yeah, listen to the playlist, as we have been. And it is very good for your ears and your soul. Yes. Yes. Approved. In and under approved. <laughs> is that it? Is that it for today's app? Nah, man. We, we, we've we got everyone's favourite segment. Oh, of course. I couldn't miss that. Go on. Hit that stink. Rankin! It's Rankin time! It's Isaac Rankings. Oh. We're back at it. Last week, we had a fun time doing our favourite... No, it wasn't Smells last week. It was... we. It oh, wasn't. yeah, that's right. We incorporated the song of the week segment last week. We did our favourite Christmas songs, and that was a lot of fun too. That's right. This week out... And it's less festive this week, isn't it? Less festive, but... But it's very, still summery. Yeah, yeah. Very... Um, uh, what's it called? In theme with with the current weather or the weather we're going into, which obviously is summer. And yep. so this week's topic is ice cream flavors. Ice cream flavors. Look, um, it's 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 hard to get me to not have an ice cream in general. It doesn't matter what the weather is, but summer does usually get me out of the house and into a uh, into a gelatissimo or gelateria or whatever you call them and I love myself an ice cream. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit um, indie when it comes to ice cream <laughs> because I, I will go to an ice creamery, as they call them, mm-hmm. in the winter. Yeah, nah. Don't, but, um, don't mind a winter ice cream. It's almost it's too cool for school having an ice cream in the summer. No, I'm there with uh, you, mate. I'm there with you. Pardon the pun there. Too cool for school. I'm there with you. But yeah, it's... Ice creams uh, are cool. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, ice creams are known to be a, a summer food. So yeah, we're going to... Let's just go through them now because I don't think we set this up really well. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest intro to ice creams we could think of. Do you want me to kick us off? Mate? I do. So we're doing our top fives, yeah? Yes, top five. Oh, um, go on, mate. Lay number five down for us. Number five, pistachio. Incorrect. Pistachio. It is. I don't know if it's readily available in Australia as much as it is in uh, America when we used to live there. I used to indulge in the occasional fancy pistachio ice cream. Yeah, Weird right. flavour. I hear you questioning me through mm-hmm. the, the airwaves, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, it is... Worth a try if you ever get the opportunity to try pistachio ice cream. 
you will be with me in saying that it is in your top five. Just to confirm for our listeners. Who Don't probably... try it if you have a nut allergy. I just want to have that <laughs> disclaimer out there. Just to confirm for our listeners who don't need the confirmation, pistachio is very readily available in Australia, mate. Is it? Yeah, it is everywhere. I haven't seen it. Where, where can you get it, mate? It's funny that you think it's more known in America. It's fucking it's Italian, number one. And fucking more Italians. Oh, no, you're right. A lot of Italians live in America, too. But anyway. All it's, right, mate. Mr. Worldwide, old it, pitbull over it. It is definitely readily available. Um, Do you like nuts, Carmen? I know what the setup is here. <laughs> I do like nuts. <laughs> do you like these? <laughs> uh, Go on, mate. What's your number five? Speaking of nuts, um, my number five. Now, uh, I don't think this is too common a flavour, but um, you, you do see it out there, and it's it's Snickers. Snickers? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I, I don't think you can have that as a flavour. How can you not? It's it's quite it's quite common to have Snickers flavored ice cream. Snickers. Hmm. I mean, I've had a Snickers ice cream, but not a Snickers flavored ice cream. Well, I don't are know. you talking? What are you talking about? Know. Is it, this is an ice cream? It's not the Snickers ice cream. No, it's like a Snickers flavored ice cream that you get at your standard. Uh, ice cream shops. I don't think you can get that. At you, your can, ice cream shops, you can, man. So you can. You no. can. And maybe, maybe it's not as readily available here as it might be in Europe. But um, it's definitely a thing. Fucking you in Europe today, mate. What's wrong with you? Just trying to show everyone I that you're Mister Multicultural. I'm a cultured, cultured fellow. Um, well, anyway, you that's can't have five. that. No. <laughs> Not having okay. that. You can do four. Oh, um, no worries. Well, give you you give us our, your number four, mate. Number four, cookie dough. That is not an ice cream flavor. That is a not. That to is be a, confused. That with is an cookies and cream. No, but cookie dough is an accessory for ice cream. You don't. There is no such flavor as just cookie dough. There is, and no, it comes not. with little lumps of cookie dough in it. Mate, if this was the case, cookie dough would be number one for me. Cookie dough is my favourite thing in the world, but it is not an ice cream flavour. You cannot have that. No, I, I can't. If you're having Snickers, I can have what I want. <laughs> oh, I'm not being hard-headed. <laughs> Fucking turtle glove. All right, this is this is getting a bit snarky here. Let's. I'm going to move on quickly. Uh, this is one we should both agree on that can be in there. My number four is this: your typical chocolate. You can't just go wrong. chocolate. Can't go wrong with chocolate. Run out of mill. I just want to let everyone know in saying this, because some of you might be questioning us here. Because for those who do know us, we are both vegans, but um, you know we've had an extensive experience in life being non-vegan. So these flavors, uh, yeah, we understand these flavors as both vegan and non-vegan. So we're how, cater- how we're catering you, um, to everyone here. We're catering. How to can everyone. you tell if a person's vegan or not? Yeah, no, nah, good Don't stuff. worry, mate. They'll fucking tell you, as you <laughs> yeah. just have. Yeah, anyway. Let's go on to your number three, mate. Is it dark chocolate or just chocolate? Just chocolate. I've never really been a fan of, like, dark chocolate. But, cool. Um, yep. Anyway, go on. Uh, my number three. Are we up to three? Yeah, if we're going from five to one, there should be a three in there, I reckon. My three is chocolate peanut butter. 
chopped peanut butter. Not peanut to be, butter! Not to be confused with Snickers. Because that's the same thing, apparently. It's not. But anyway, yeah, fair play. That is, exactly- is it not that chocolate peanut butter would be Snickers? Would it not? I mean, it's very similar taste, but I don't think it is because, like, Snickers has got... Is it nougat in it? Has it? It's got that, that sort of other flavour in it. I don't know what it is, but, yeah. Chicken nougats in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number so three, good. mate? Number three for me is uh, cookies and cream. Love it. Cookies and cream. Not to be confused with cookie dough. That not is a distinct difference. Not. Cookies and cream is a genuine flavour. You will <laughs> you'll see. Oh, this is, yeah, this is silly. Um, <laughs> disbelief in the flavour of cookie dough. Go on, mate. Number two. Number two for me, Rocky Road. Very nice. How, how you... <laughs> How is the criticism for Snickers and you chucked out fucking Rocky Road? Not to be confused with Rocky Five, which is a movie. (laughs) Rocky Road is an elite flavour of ice cream and it is different to Snickers in that it is an actual flavour of ice cream. I don't. I Cherries, peanuts, again... Don't have this if you've got nut allergies. Marshmallows? I feel like you should know that if you have nut allergies. Don't have something with nuts in it. Have they got marshmallows in it? Marshmallows. Elite. It's, it's made elite. up. You're talking absolute smack. It's elite. Give us uh, your number two, champion. My number two is is pretty much what you said for your number three. Peanut butter chop chip. Nice, man. Just but fucking I, copy me. But you didn't specify where it's from. Now, this is... Well, it's not my favourite because I've got... That was number two, but it's probably the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. Um, and it's from Billy Van Creamery, a little place off Sydney Road in I Melbourne. think it's Billy Van Creamy. Is it not Creamery? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I wish it was because that sounds cool. Billy Van Creamy. There we go. Um yeah, Sydney Road in Melbourne. It's it's just amazing, and this flavour they have there. Oh, it's it it's, is yeah. yeah, unbelievable. So if you are in Melbourne listening to this pod, do yourself a favour, go there, tell them that um, we sent you there. Our our code is in it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love a sponsorship I, from them. I though. could just imagine people stood the till going, nah, in an under ten. <laughs> It knocks ten percent off, and I want the Snickers flavor. They go fuck off. We don't do made up flavors. Oh fuck! No, I can attest that is the best ice cream I've ever had from that shop. Yeah. I think there's a location in Fitzroy as well, or somewhere else. Um, but we've tried the Sydney Road one multiple times. Elite um, tier, elite tier. So yeah, if you're listening, Billy Van Creamy, uh, give us a sponsorship, please. Yeah, we are. Uh, Prone to one scoop a week, that would probably do it for us, wouldn't it? Absolutely. All right, Alex. Uh, How yeah. long do you think it would take a scoop of ice cream to melt in the post sending it to Adelaide? Depending on time of year, really. Um, Let's go give 30 t- degree days. Yeah, uh, give or take 30 seconds. <laughs> 
What's, cool. what's your number one? Have you got any uh, honourable mentions? No, not this week. I'm going to skip the honourable mentions and just go hard at my number one, which is... Go on, drum roll, please. Go on. Go on. Mint chocolate chip. Oh, yuck. Fucking Absolutely yuck. elite. I feel like it's a bit of a, a marmite. You either love it or you hate it, but mint chocolate chip, elite. Flavour of ice cream. Mint does not belong anywhere else except in a mint. I hate fucking mint flavoured stuff. Alright, thankfully this is my top five there, mate. So thank you for spoiling that. You'd be incorrect. Nah, genuinely, a lot of people do like that and it's I just don't I don't see it. Like Yeah, I don't know. It's top draw. If um, I wanna fucking brush my teeth, I just go brush my teeth, you know what I mean? Let us know if you are in fact, I do have a, an honourable mention, actually. Oh, here we go. I've just thought of one. Licorice. <sighs> Licorice nah. ice cream is really good. Nah, not a fan. Cool. Um, but yeah, mint choc chip. Let me know if you're also a fan of mint choc chip, because we should stick together. We should band together as minties. Fuck it out. Um, <laughs> What's uh, your number one? Go on, uh, drum roll. For now, nah, first I've got a couple dishonorable mentions, and one <laughs> of them, you, one of them, you've just stated that was in there. Fucking mint, mint and um, salted caramel. Get uh, it? Get get out. Go home. That's stiff. I feel like that's stiff to get. Oh, I feel like mention. salted caramel in general, not a good flavor. What about coffee? Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Do I like it as a flavour in ice cream or anything else? No. Nah. Alright. Interesting. No. Nah. There's some things that just need to be separate from from other stuff. Like it's it's criminal the stuff, the flavours they're coming up with. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, clearly it upsets me. So I'm gonna move on to my number one. Drum roll. Go on. It is vanilla. Vanilla, you yeah, boring bastard. I know, I know. But I think, hear me out here, I think when you try vanilla and it is good, it is a great indication that these, what, wherever you buy it from, they know how to make ice cream. Yeah, it's a bit of the uh, the yardstick, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just, I've always loved the taste of vanilla in, in anything. And it's versatile because you can do so much with it. You can put your cookie dough on it, which is what you usually do because cookie dough is an accessory, not a fucking ice cream flavor. But anyway, you can put whatever you want in it, cookie dough. You know, if you want to razzle it up, you know, add some chocolate syrup on it, add some Milo. That is a dynamic combo if anyone has ever done that before. Milo on top of vanilla ice cream. Oh, unbelievable so yeah it's just yeah it's yeah i love my vanilla this really feels like an anti-climax for that to be number one though yeah look i i I get that it could be controversial but i'm sticking by it it is yeah i i I love when simple is done well and uh, vanilla is a spectacular example of that you are a boring bastard aren't you love Um, you too and that captures your personality well uh leave us with (laughs) do you have it in a cone or a cup much prefer my ice cream in a cone 
Oh, the correct answer, finally. Yeah. That is the only way to eat an ice cream is out of a cone, so... Yeah. I love I love my crispy textures, so yeah. And better for the environment, because you're Absolutely. eating your, your uh, cup. Absolutely. And you um, can't eat your cup or your spoon. Good stuff. Good um, stuff. So, enjoy your, your week and... Send us pictures of you licking some ice cream Thanks. off a cone. Thanks, guys. Um, well, that, that wraps up the whole episode, doesn't it, though? That's don't it. I don't think we have anything else to go into. No, treat yourself. Treat yourself to some mint choc chip ice cream. Yeah, right. Anything Anything else you got for for the fans before we, before we end this up? No, we'll be back next week. It's not Christmas yet, is it? No. Well, are we going to take a break over Christmas? No. Um, oh, not. yeah, wait. Christmas falls on... Is it on a Monday? On Monday. So we might have to record another day. Oh, it's a bit cheeky. A bit cheeky. But no, nah, we, we we will definitely be here for you guys uh, through the holiday period. So don't go anywhere and we won't either. Get into our mailbag. It's still been quiet. Mm. And we're yep. pretty lonely. We are. We are. So... And we're, um, again, we are running out of ideas. If ice cream is our oh, Isaac rankings, help us out. Give us some, give us some ideas. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. No worries. Hope this hasn't been undue. <laughs>